You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast, part of the Passion Podcast Network. I got to tell you, you know... (laughs) The problem with the filling of the Holy Spirit is, as, as my friend of mine says, is that we leak. <laughs> and throughout the course of your day, if you're like me, I constantly have said, Lord, uh, I'm sorry. That was a selfish thing that I said. That was a bad thought that I dwelt on. I responded not in a Christ-like way to that individual. So then you have to yield once more to his control. So there's a case to be filled. Education, exposure, enthusiasm, information, wonderful. Not knocking it. It's good. But it's not the same thing as a transforming power of the Spirit of God. There's a command to be filled. This is not a suggestion. Your life is too valuable, too important to him. Not to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Well then, what then therefore does it look like? What happens to us when we are consistently controlled by the Holy Spirit? What will we look like? What will we become? If you have a Bible again, I want you to flip over to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. The Apostle Paul answers this question by drawing a contrast. In verse verse 19, he gives us us this not-so-inviting biographical sketch of those of us who maybe live lives that are ruled and driven by our flesh. Listen to these words. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And in other words, I could go on, but you get the point. Okay. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The operative expression is the present tense. Those who continue to do such things, he's saying, could be evidence If you continue to live this life where you're dominated by things like this, could be evidence that you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus. Now notice the contrast here. However, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of the flesh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. I I would like to suggest to you that these nine characteristics are not, this is not a definitive list. This is not the end of the list here. When he says against such things, there there are other things that you get the point. Here are these these things that that become as a result of the Spirit of God controlling your life. Let me just back up and say here that that when we're consistently filled with the Spirit over a period of time, we will manifest these characteristics and then some. 
I would also suggest to you that what he's given to us is a profile of Christ likeness. The Spirit of God will always produce Christ likeness. You stay away from Christians who talk spirit-filled language, but yet they tend to want to use the Spirit to position themselves in their own power and control over other people. That happens sometimes. Pride is insidious and subtle. It wears many disguises, including false spirituality. But authentically to be filled with the Spirit of God means that the Spirit of God, according to Jesus, came to glorify Christ. He will exalt Christ. And the signature of the Spirit of God, the signature of the control of the Spirit of God is that we look like Jesus. We look like our Savior. Now I want to make some observations based on this text here. (laughs) Notice... He says, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Now, he didn't say the works of the Spirit. Neither did he say the product of the Spirit. But he said the fruit of the Spirit. Notice that the word fruit is singular. He didn't say fruits of the Spirit. I've heard many messages over time, uh, over my life on this, this, this section of scripture. And, you know, they say, well, we need to demonstrate the fruits of the spirit. Well, no, he didn't say fruits. He said fruit, which means then therefore these characteristics really are manifestations of one thing, the manifestations of Christ's likeness, right? And this fruit is simultaneously developed and demonstrated over time, over time. It's not talking about a perfectionism here, but the more that we yield to the spirit of God, the more we look like Jesus and we begin to manifest these characteristics. Now notice he also says it's the fruit of the spirit, of the spirit who produces the fruit. Now, I'm not talking about being passive. We're going to get into this in a moment. Uh, We're not passive in the process, but we don't produce the fruit. You can work as hard as you want to work for your whole life and not produce this kind of fruit. It is a fruit that is produced by the Spirit of God. It presupposes submission and yieldedness to the Spirit of God. It presupposes humbling myself and coming under his control in my life. It is a fruit of the Spirit. He produces transformation. You cannot transform yourself. You cannot bootstrap yourself. You can rearrange the furniture on the deck. You can spackle the cracks in the wall, but you ain't going to fix the foundation by yourself. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. He produces it. It's kind of like, you you know, you, 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 you never dri- you haven't driven by an apple orchard or anything by an apple tree and heard the apple tree going, eh. is there an apple yet? It's silly. It naturally, because of its, what it is, produces apples. Factories 
Machinery in a factory can produce a product, but it can't produce fruit. Fruit is the product of life. Only life produces fruit. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.